around? Well, the sun is shining here. You're listening to the Happy Lala Traffic Weather Show. We'll be skimming the surface of today's events, but don't worry. No pesky analysis here. And hey, Jack and Joe are taking your call. Uh, Jack and Joe are taking your texts right now. 415-295-KFTC. We are taking your texts, and that is uh, based on me mocking uh, local news coverage that I've seen of the power outage in California. It's a big deal. It's a big, deep, important political story that you got hundreds of thousands. It might end up being a million people with no power because of politics. Right. But your happy la la sunshine weather traffic news coverage just says power's out because it's windy. Here's where it will be out. Here's when it's expected to be back on, and that's all they tell you. Nothing about the politics of how we got here in the year 2019 to not have power. It's crazy. Anybody remember Enron or the deregulation nightmare a number of years ago in California? It's just what a spigot of corruption it continues to be. Funny you'd mention Enron. So we got this text. Do I know who this is from? This person obviously has a lot of knowledge. But anyway, I'll read this text. I thought it was all pretty. In- I can't verify any of this, but I. My opinion on PG&E's public safety power shutoff. And by the way, if you live elsewhere in the, uh, in, the, in the country, this is what politics can do. You can end up with no power. Yeah. Well, you could end up with half the homeless in the country. But you can end up with no power also. Bums, junkies, and candles. Why are we as a community in the most developed nation in the world okay with the new normal being that our power gets turned off when the wind blows? I was under the assumption that this was a first world country where we had reliable and safe drinking water and stable and reliable power. I was under that impression, too. This texture goes on. We should be outraged. Our board of supervisors should be banging on PG&E's doors demanding why it is PG&E, a private corporation, is being allowed to make a penny in profit while shirking its duty required by the National Electric Safety Code, the NESC, Rule 218, in not maintaining their power lines. See tree, tree trimming maintenance and clearance guidelines. Right. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. The uh, the, the one-party uh, state of California allowed them to ignore those Pennies duties. and profits. They've been making millions in profits, millions in bonuses, and bribing uh, the government of corrupt California all along. So they've been spreading the wealth around. Anyone heard of the scandal called Enron? Well, PG&E's role in that caused it to go bankrupt the first time. Anyone heard of the San Bruno gas pipeline explosion in 2010 that killed eight, yep. injured 60, and damaged 100 homes? You guessed it, PG&E. Um, poorly maintained pipelines that were not even to code when they were installed in 1954, and nothing done about it over the years. Right. You bribe your legislators enough and, and your utilities commission folks. And wine and dynam and, and the rest of it, and you too will be able to get away with anything. Ever heard of the Redwood Fire PG&E, Sulphur Fire PG&E, Cherokee Fire PG&E, Thirty Seven Fire PG&E, Blue Fire PG&E, Pocket Fire PG&E? I remember some of these. Butte Fire Killing Two PG&E, Camp Fire Killing Eighty Five, Sixteen Point Five Billion Dollars in Damage, and the Destruction of an Entire Town PG&E. I've lived in California all my life, says the texter, and I've never heard of allowing PG&E to turn off the power because it's windy. It might be windy. If it's windy, what's the problem? When the wind blows, the power lines and trees move, and when an underground power line contacts something that is grounded like a tree, it causes a spark, and thus a fire may result. What's the solution? Turn off the power? Well, yeah, that will do it, and it will guarantee it in a way and ensure that a charged power line does not spark. But PG&E is... PG&E is required by law to maintain its power lines, which include clearing obstacles that may come in contact with the power line. 
That is their job. That is their duty to provide pattern, uh, power to people. Uh, the pattern of behavior has been established. It is clear, it is my opinion, that this is a criminal enterprise, PG&E, that should be dissolved and never to return. Right. Well, here's a headline from 2017, July of 2017. This is Pacific Gas and Electric. PG&E profits nearly doubled in the second quarter, the utility reported, after it raised customers' monthly energy bills in January, approved, of course, by the State Public Utilities Commission. Uh, We have uh, requested a $74 million increase in revenues starting in 2018 to ensure the safe, reliable, and clean operation of our electric transmission system, said PG&E spokeshole Donald Cutler. That was in 2017. Isn't that hilarious? Uh, I'm trying to get to the profit. Uh, Profits totaled $406 million in the second quarter of 2017, a jump of 97.1% compared with the year previous. Um, So anyway, as they're making hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in profits, the corrupt, corrupt Democratic government of California allowed them to not maintain their lines. And then when those unmaintained lines burned a bunch of people to death, they declared bankruptcy again and now are turning off the power to millions because it might be windy, which to me is a it's an extortion play. Give me your favorite angry government governor clip there, uh, Sean, which is the one where Gavin oh, Newsom sounds rich. the most angry as the governor of California. He realizes he's got a million people out there are more really mad. We are going to do everything in our power to get them out of bankruptcy and get them to fix their damn system. So this will never have to happen again. This should not have to happen. This is the guy. Their damn system. Exactly. This is the guy who's been one of the leading lights in Democrat politics in California over the last fifteen years. He was the lieutenant governor for the last eight. That light was mostly a tanning bed, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And now he's the governor. And now, whoever these evildoers are, we've got to hunt them down. Yeah, Gavin, you're hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. He's doing what you got to do as a politician. You got to be as angry as as your uh, voters are. You're damn right. This shouldn't happen. No. You're right about that. It should not happen. Yeah. But how about the role of the party you've been involved in for decades in this story? What a beautiful, beautiful example of privatized profits for years, but then public losses. Anyway, it's a heck of a thing in the modern world to not have electricity for days. And it's, yeah, I'll be interested to see how this plays out politically and how angry people get. Because it's one thing to not have electricity for a night or an afternoon or whatever. You work around it. It can even be kind of fun. I remember when I was a kid. But days, you start to get into some serious problems. Let's see. So, yeah, I'm looking at annual profits. 2014, $4.97 billion. It's off at 4 or $5 billion yeah, a year. But no money to mow the grass around the wires. And then a bunch of people get burned to death, and it's climate change. It's climate change, according to PG&E. All right. Well, that's enough said. Yep. I'm telling you. <laughs> I am telling you. So uh, perhaps you heard about the NBA in China. China's pissed at the NBA. They are taking down all promotional materials about all the NBA games that were supposed to happen in China this week. They're disappearing the NBA as if they're a political dissenter. They'll probably harvest the NBA's organs if they can get away with it. But the Washington Post, pretty interesting piece about China lashing out at all sorts of Western businesses. 
as it's trying to cut any support for the Hong Kong protests. They're making you pay. They're they're hitting you in the pocketbook, American companies. Uh, what are you going to do? I want to hear those stories. And teens, uh, teen spending falls to an eight-year low. I just want to look into this. Like yeah. teenagers? Yeah. I don't know what they're spending their money on or weren't or not. And do you have an addictive personality? We should get to that this hour also. Ah, right. If you got enough power to uh, turn on your radio. If you're sitting by candlelight peddling some sort of bicycle to make your radio run, which might be the case. Uh, Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. China is refusing to broadcast NBA games after the Houston Rockets GM spoke out in support of Hong Kong's protesters. It's a bad situation because the NBA needs China to grow their fan base and to make their shoes. Yeah. Hey, now. Now, come on, China! <laughs> I still haven't watched the South Park. i got to watch that episode. Oh, it's so good. It's getting yeah, it's a lot of attention. 21 minutes long or whatever. Um... This just out from the L.A. Times. The Kurds are uh, hunkering down and mobilizing to preparing for the imminent attack from Turkey. So, yeah, well, that's going on as we speak. You know, what's interesting about that story is everybody is spinning it as hard as they can to advance their narrative. And it's difficult to get a handle on exactly how big an area we're pulling out of and its significance, because there are. A number of people who are portraying, you know, pulling back just a tad from a little area to do the Turks a favor is completely abandoning the region. That doesn't seem to be true, but then I hear the counterspin in the other direction. That's not entirely true. So, yeah, chunk of sand in the middle of nowhere. Let somebody else die there. That's my opinion. I, I have a great deal of sympathy for that point of view. Piece in the Washington Post today talking about the NBA flap with China. The other day, maybe you follow that. Houston, China! That's right, sir. Houston Rockets executive uh, retweeting a uh, Freedom for Hong Kong thingy. The Chinese go crazy. They disown the Houston Rockets, which are a huge brand in China because Yao Ming was a superstar player. He's a Chinese guy. He's now uh, fully a commie official. Um, well, the NBA immediately unleashes a way too grovelingly for my taste apology. Right. Threw their boy uh, from Houston under the bus. And then when there's a huge backlash from Americans saying, hey, you're not going to let Americans say something up with Hong Kong, NBA? You guys are political all the time. You're not going to let somebody say that? Then they uh, they uh, they said, no, you're allowed to say anything in the NBA. Having already sent the message that if you do your job is doomed. Right. I was just uh, rereading a piece in the New York Times from a couple of years ago about how proud the NBA is about what a woke league they are and how they let their their players speak out about politics, but only when it's zero risk. So anyway, but then Adam Silver came out with the commissioner of basketball the next day with a statement that said, oh, yeah, yeah, free speech, yeah, yeah, uh, liberty, yeah, we're in favor of that. Sure we are. Yeah, okay. We're not going to censor our people, which I appreciate. Did you see Steve Kerr, coach of the Golden State Warriors? Yeah. and Great you know, coach, great player, nice fella. I hate He's politics. He's like a 16-year-old politically. Well, I hate politics in my sports. I just, I just wish there was none. None. Not my side, no side. I just don't want to hear any of it. 
But he's pretty open about uh, Trump and hatred of Trump and this and that and everything like that. He's asked about China, and he says, oh, that's, a, that's a above my pay grade. It's a complicated situation on all sides. And No, it's not. It's not uh, the least bit complicated. It's as simple as anyone could be. China's evil. Hong Kong, we're on the side of Hong Kong. But you're not going to say anything because you're afraid it's going to damage the league. Right. right. Are, you, are you feeling pretty woke now, Steve? No, I guess not. So anyway, this piece in the Washington Post is talking about how Tiffany and company, the jewelry people, scrapped a global advertising image that some in China perceived as supporting Hong Kong protesters. It was some hot chick in one of their ads with her hand holding her hand over her right eye. Some in China saw it as a sympathetic reference to a Hong Kong protester who was shot in the eye in August, even though that picture was taken many moons ago. Had nothing to do with it. Blizzard Entertainment, the Irvine, California-based video game giant, suspended a pro player for one year after he shouted, Liberate Hong Kong, during an interview. Not just suspended him for one year forward, but took away all his prize earnings that he had earned so far this year as well. Wow, so you tells me the lawyers are going to get involved in that. Wow, you can't say something pro Hong Kong and be in that league. Uh, well, Tencent, the one of the, yeah. the, the, the Amazon kind of thing of, of China has a 5% stake in Blizzard. And they, they do that with a lot of companies, it seems. More and more, I'm seeing companies that are essentially American companies with 5 to 10% stakes from these Chinese companies. Right, right. And that's all it takes. Uh, let's see. They mentioned it. It shows how reliant vast sectors of the U.S. economy are on China, not just on the nation's consumers, but on the blessings of Beijing's leaders. From hospitality in Hollywood to technology, American companies have been increasingly bending to accommodate China in recent years. This uh, Aaron Friedberg, he's a China expert at Princeton, he says, if you charted it out, there's been a dramatic increase in these incidents in the last five years. That's all about the Chinese Communist Party throwing its weight around and feeling it now has the leverage and confidence about using the power of its market to apply pressure. Well, it clearly does. They don't just feel that way. That seems yeah. to be the case. Yeah. Do you have the Marriott example? I just heard that one yesterday. Marriott International sent out a questionnaire to members of its rewards program. I think I'm one of those. Um, that listed Taiwan, Tibet, Macau, and Hong Kong as standalone countries on their email questionnaire. Chinese government got pissed off and they uh, apologized and redid it. Mercedes Benz had an ad quoting the Dalai Lama so that, you know, Yuppies driving expensive cars could believe that they're deep for driving a Mercedes <laughs> and not just liked really nice German engineering. Uh, outside China, the uh, well, he's, he's revered inside China. He's a political agitator. And so they issued an apology. We're sorry, Chinese overlords. You know, we love China. Yeah, yeah. And it goes on and on. And this will only increase. What's going to... Here's Xi Jinping's idea man i could spend the rest of my life just studying that guy and his strategies and 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 you know his his smarts and and that sort of thing because he's really a fascinating dude and a brutal dictator he is trying to get the how do i put this the economic hooks into us so deep that when they fully militarize the South China Sea or move on Taiwan or, you know, they're about to move on Hong Kong, I guarantee you. When they do something truly repugnant, something World War-ish, we don't have the guts to do anything about it because it would cause such an enormous shock to our economy. Mm. I mean, that's clearly his strategy. 
It's a two-front war. He's building the, the, the capability to do really horrendous stuff from a uh, you know free trade, uh, free globe point of view, simultaneously making us such junkies for, for dollars from China that we don't dare say anything to our, our pusher when he beats us down. Lovely situation. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, we've got anger mounting as more and more Californians expected to lose power today. Man, it is on. Turkey attacking the Kurds in northern Syria and Operation Peace Spring. And which pet will affect how long you live? Coming up. Which pet? Yep. Which pet attacks me? Or... Which pet? Which so pet I have. So yes. some pets will help me live longer? Indeed. Okay. Extend your lifespan. It's the I one have that half cares a dozen. I have half a dozen tigers. What will that do for my lifespan? How hungry are they? I feed them by hand. I trust them. They trust me. We I have see. a very good bond, uh, the two uh, of us. <laughs> Obviously, I, I'm sure you're going to tell us that dogs extend your life. You get exercise and you feel loved and all that sort of stuff. Well, they're also but, uh, not actively trying to plot your death. You're right, like cats. <laughs> like Plus, cats, the cat yes. poo. It's got all sorts of nasty in it. Everybody knows that. Pregnant ladies, stay away from the cat poo. Mm-hmm. You can go out in the yard, though, and clean that up if you got a dog. No problem. Dog poo, it's, it's practically a penicillin. I mean, it's good for you. It's fabulous. Cat leavings are disgusting. Oh, jeez. <sighs> Train it to sit on the pot. You can do that. I've seen it. <laughs> That was a movie. <laughs> no, it's, it works, and it makes for great YouTube videos. Yes. Marshall's News next. So they've turned off the power to almost a million people in the biggest state in the country yep. in the year 2019. Because be- it might be windy. Because it might be windy. What I don't get is... um. Why urban areas where you're not going to have a wildfire? Is that just the way power works? You have to turn it off over here? You can't have it on here without it being on over there where there could be a fire? I don't quite get that. Like, we got a text here that says, I live in an urban area. I'm surrounded by buildings. We're not going to have a fire right here, and we have no power right now. Right. I think it is a power play, no pun intended. It's a political power play. That's what I've thought. They're trying to punish. Uh, It's it's not punishment, exactly. It's intimidate to bully to say, listen, if you don't want this to happen a lot, here's what we need. See, a shame arm. if your power uh, went out more often. Yes, yeah, a strong arm maneuver. That's what I thought and said from the first time this was ever announced, way back in the uh, spring or whatever. I thought, well, they're just yeah. going to try to make people miserable enough that they would sign <laughs> off on some legislation. On anything. That would say you can't hold PG&E responsible for anything. <laughs> and then they can go back into making as much profit as they want and have their wires fall down whenever. So, so Jack and I have had the, the privilege, the pleasure, and it actually has been a pleasure, it's been great, of living all over the country. Right. Uh, both of us, before we got together as a radio show, and, and we got run out of city after city. So. Yeah, we've lived many places under <laughs> yes. assumed names, running from bill collectors and police. Right, and, 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 and ex-girlfriends and the rest of it. <laughs> um, and so I just, I'm, I'm shouting out to, I mean, all the places we've lived um, uh, all of our friends in uh, Wisconsin, right. South Dakota, Illinois, the Carolinas, Kansas, Nebraska, just all over the country. I, Joe, my power in my California home has been out now for nine hours. As of now, there are five mile per hour winds where I live, and the highest anticipated winds 
between now and midnight tonight, 15 miles per hour. So the utility, with the approval of the state, has shut off the power. 15 mile per hour winds. Would somebody like to, and, 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 and by the way, this is great. If you're just tuning in, the utility says we have to do this because of global warming, because of climate change. <laughs> well, if my power's off as long as they, they say it's right. going to be off, in my lifetime, it will be off longer than any outage I've ever had in my entire life, including the power grid of rural South Dakota in the 60s and 70s. Wow. And the power grid of rural Wisconsin in the early 70s. 50 Central ago, Illinois, where there's nothing to stop the wind for 300 miles. 50-year-ago technology with much worse weather, they were right. able to keep the power right. on. Right. The highest wind in the next 48 hours at my home is 15 miles per hour. And the power's out. That's uh, reasonable. Let's get the news now, Marsha Phillips. Well, as you were saying, PG&E began shutting down the transmission lines overnight because of high wind expectations. The utility company is going to be shutting off power to as many as 800,000 customers in Northern California, 30,000 in San Diego. Southern California Edison could be shutting off power to 180,000 customers as early as today. Who's with me on this? Anybody seen The the Princess Bride? The charming uh, Princess Bride? Oh, yeah, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. You know, remember Inigo Montoya, who uh, swore vengeance uh, on his uh, father's killer? He was looking for the six-fingered man. Exactly. The rest of his days, no matter what it took, no matter what he had to sacrifice, he would find that man and slay him. PG&E, you are my six-fingered man. Hello, my name is Joe Getty. You turned off my power. Prepare to be persecuted for the rest of my life. I got a phone call from a buddy of mine who works for PG&E and drives a truck that's got PG&E on yeah. the side. Oh. He yeah. said it took me about 50 minutes to get where I was going, and I got about 50 glare GPMs, glares per mile. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Not the fault of the people driving the trucks around. Yeah, don't take it out on the front line, the, people. It's, and it's working men and women are just like you and me. It's the corrupt government and the corrupt uh, uh, executives. Yeah, don't yell at people wearing tool belts. Yell at the ones wearing ties. Yeah, yeah that's, a, yeah, good that's one. a good one there, Sean. Good All one. Right. Yeah, Occupy Wall Street. What? <laughs> <laughs> on another matter, we've got the latest on Turkey's just launched Peace Spring. U.S. officials confirming to CBS News Turkey has been flying strikes into northeastern Syria. It's a curious name for bombing people. The U.S. is no longer coordinating with Turkey on air operations. The U.S. will defend its troops on the border. Otherwise, it does not intend to try and shoot down any Turkish aircraft. I hope this isn't a terrible idea (laughs) on our end. All the U.S. troops are out of the border area where the incursion is taking place. We are also getting word that the Kurds are digging in and expect a long fight. A peace spring now (laughs) underway. That's incredible. Number one, it's war. Number two, it's fall. Yes. What what the hell name is that? Come on. All right, my friends, if you want to live longer, as Jack guessed it, get a dog. There have been another uh, couple of studies released uh, yesterday that... Say researchers from Sweden and Canada found dog owners live longer than people who don't have a canine. One group found that older people who live alone are a third less likely to die after a heart attack if they've got a pet dog. The other group of researchers found owning a dog was linked to a 24% lower risk of death by any cause. You know, there are days that uh, I regret getting a dog when we had the empty nest because we'd be really footloose and fancy free. I got a, like a dog sitting challenge coming up next weekend. But I noticed that yesterday I was going up the stairs, get my cardio workout on, and Baxter, my dog, was walking up the stairs with me. And 
I was talking to him and joking with him about the working out and the rest of it, and he Does always he beats me up the stairs. Talk back to you, Joe? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but I just I thought, wow, I can feel the positive brain chemicals coming out because my dog is walking down the hall with me, and he's just he's a living creature. He's keeping me company, and I totally buy that story. He's that's a good boy. He is a good boy. <laughs> good our boy. very challenged son it gets so much enjoyment out of our pug. I mean, they're buddies, and it's just oh, it really beautiful. gives him yeah. a lot. Yep. Of joy. Well, I, you know, this is the sort of uh, thing that if anybody paid a dime for this study, they probably ought to give the dime back. People didn't domesticate dogs thousands of years ago because it was a bad idea. Does this study yeah. say anything about my collection of venomous reptiles? <laughs> no. Hey, hey, hey. No. Snake guy has enough problems without you mocking him. Nice yeah. ponytail, by the way. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You own a snake, you got a tarantula. Uh, I have several bearded dragons. <laughs> oh, hey, now. There's mockery uh, happening here. Yeah, I don't appreciate it. You wear a lot of black t-shirts with the sleeves cut off. Oh, it's a good boy. look. With the ponytail and a snake. And a scraggly mustache, (laughs) needless to say. I've been growing it for seven years. Oh, stop it now. It's crossed the line. Exactly. Now it's just meanness. Cruel mockery. I won't have that. Um, I don't even know. I I, I don't know whether to stand on my head or... Crap wooden nickels. I well, just, if you could, that'd be good. Cool. I prefer you do the first one. <laughs> the, the state of the world is just, it's too much. Yeah. I don't know if I, oh, you know what? I've been promising and I haven't gotten to. Uh, where is it? Oh, we're one step closer to having a planet of the apes. Oh, yeah, that fits in perfectly with a story I wanted to tell for a slice of my own life. Uh, tell, show when my you kids. got attacked by an orangutan. Right. That and. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I fought the orangutan. I didn't like the way he was looking at me. Right. Um, uh, showed my kids a monkey video last night, scientific monkey video. That was, uh, yeah, that, that, that really went well. They really got a kick out of this. Excellent. We talked about this not long ago. You okay. If you haven't heard this, it's worth oh, hearing. Oh, I think I know yeah. the video. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Show. So we had talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We'd seen the video, and I showed it to my kids. I told my kids I'd show it to them. And every night they say, show us the monkey video. Show us the monkey video. It's too late. We had school night. Is it baby monkey? Baby monkey. Everybody loves that. We do watch that occasionally. And as you should. Backwards on a pig, baby monkey. The <laughs> monkey riding on a pig. Right. Right. Second verse, I believe, is backwards on a pig. <laughs> I, 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 uh, That's a good how video. How do I know that? No, but I haven't we, seen that in years. We watched the experiment, and the, the version from the TED Talk is really good, because the researcher stands up there and explains it, and it's how you got two monkeys in a cage, and you're giving them each a little slice of uh, cucumber. Right, for performing a simple task, right? Yep, you yeah. give them a little task to uh, do, and you give them a cucumber um, as, a, uh, as a prize, as a result, as payment, mm-hmm. and they're both perfectly happy with that. Then you, then you start giving one of them a grape, and then the other one, you still give cucumber. And he looks over and sees the grape. He throws the cucumber at the guy. Like, give me, what the way he gets a grape? I'm supposed to Goes be happy with this cucumber? Yeah. And then starts shaking the bars, which my kids really found. My wife thought was horrifying. My kids thought was hilarious. But um, <laughs> I just think it's interesting. 
and it just shows that animal nature, human nature. I was I was trying to explain it to my kids, and I hope it sunk in. This is this is the way it works. This is why you're perfectly happy with your dirt bike until you found out your friend has a bigger dirt bike. Now you don't like your dirt bike anymore. Right? It's just it's exactly the same thing. Right? As uh, and we and it's something we need to overcome. As roving philosopher Positive Sean has put it, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, so you, you, you like your dirt bike, you find out your friend's got a bigger dirt bike, and all of a sudden you're shaking your cage and throwing your feces at me and stuff <laughs> Again, like that. Right. Again. Right. And I, I, I like being reminded of that. Oh, yeah, the reason I feel this way is just because now they've got something. I was perfectly happy with I, what I had before. Right. They've designed studies that show beyond a shadow of a doubt, people who make $100,000 a year who live next to people making eighty are much happier than people who make 120 living next to people who make 130. God, we should be smarter than that. Uh, well, I think... Somebody give me $130,000 and I'll be smarter than that. <laughs> the, I think we can work on it in our hearts and souls. I think that's wisdom. That is what separates us from the apes, is we can overcome that if we try and find joy and, and keep our feces to ourselves. <laughs> For instance, hopefully, <laughs> will the gentleman okay. yield? No, I will not yield to this monkey court or whatever this thing. This is, is not a monkey court. Why'd you get a grape? Now I got a cucumber. <laughs> Tired of stinking cucumbers. Get this cucumber out of here. Ooh. Yeah, the way the monkey throws the cucumbers, fantastic. Get that right. ass out of here. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> I'm getting grapes, and he's getting cu- He's getting. Uh, he's getting grapes. Give me grapes. I don't want this ass. <laughs> throws it. Perfectly happy moments ago with the cuke. Yeah, think about it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, hang on, hang on to that for a second, Mike. Because in a similar story, a related story, a similarly hairy story, research published this week in the academic journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. I still get it delivered at home. Suggests that great apes. It's not like. Better apes. That's a class of apes. Chimpanzees, bonobos, orangutans, and gorillas. At least one of those you made up. <laughs> no, I didn't. May have a stronger understanding of their own minds and the minds of others than scientists ever suspected. The paper, there's this international team of scientists presented evidence that great apes possess the theory of mind, which means they can attribute mental states to themselves and others. They can also understand that others may believe different information than they do. In the latest experiment, researchers observed that great apes can grasp when someone else believes that information is untrue, which supports the long-debated notion that a non-human can possess theory of mind. They they appear to understand that, oh, he doesn't believe me, I need to convince him, which is a pretty high mental, uh, you know, set of gymnastics so is it there. like, stay away from Chim Chim, I don't know who put the nits in his hair, but he is in a mood today, that well, sort of thing? The, yeah, but in the experiment, a human actor dressed as an ape hit an object beneath one of two identical boxes while an uncostumed actor watched. Uh, then one actor went behind the barrier. Kong returned to the boxes, switched the object from the first box to the other before removing it all together. It's, it's, you'd have to see this in writing. But um, then the scientists tracked which box apes looked at first and which one they focused on the most. And it may seem confusing, this elaborate experiment, but for the apes watching the whole thing go down, it made perfect sense. And um, 
let me skip to the end here because it's getting kind of long. Um, uh, da, 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 da. They used eye tracking software. Uh, they looked significantly longer at the target box than the distraction box. And they concluded that even though the apes knew there was nothing in either box, they assumed the human didn't know this and would search in the last place they had seen Kong put the object. So they were they were making assumptions based on what they knew the other person knew. Hmm. Yeah, I, I know it's kind of elaborate. You'd have to read this whole thing. But Long and short is they're smarter than we thought. Uh, right. And they realized, oh, that's right. He doesn't know that, that the box has been moved. So he's. He, I'll bet he goes over there. Yeah, he was out of the room. He didn't see that this other this other kind right. of weird-looking monkey. Is that a human in a monkey suit? Whatever. We'll get to that later. <laughs> it's hard to imagine why he's in a monkey suit, but the point is he keeps moving the grapes. <laughs> Whatever. We'll get to that later. Right, right. <laughs> Listen, we'll 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 suss that out when we get a chance. For now, though, somebody's moving all these grapes around. Yes, yeah, so I, you know, who wants around a bananas? Banana, it, banana. Anybody want a banana? Four bananas. This all this all will result inevitably in a planet of the apes, and that is <laughs> that is to be feared. Clearly, we will soon be fighting them in the forest and on the city streets. Um, get your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Charles Heston hadn't read about this experiment, otherwise he would have been more respectful. But it does start to go, too, and you're seeing this more and more in the studies of your higher beasts, your elephant, your dolphin, your apes, that, uh, I mean, these these beasts are pretty sophisticated. How do we treat them? How can we morally justify treating them? What did I see? I saw Eddie Murphy the other day was making the argument that Planet of the Apes and some other movie are the same movie. Was it Wizard of Oz? It was something, but it, he went through the whole thing, and it was it was pretty... Uh, I don't know about that, but have you seen the modern Planet of the Apes movies? No, I've only Outstanding. seen... Outstanding. I only know the old 60s versions. Yeah, the one with what's-his-name, the actor, you know, the guy who says lines. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, you talking about Andy Serkis? <laughs> no, no, no. The other guy. No, the one who stands on two legs. Rory <laughs> <laughs> Calhoun. Very, very obscure Simpsons reference. The first of the modern ones, I can picture the geek, but I can't think of his name. Not so great. But the ones where Caesar, like, moves out into the wild, Caesar the head chimp, and and gets the band together and is deciding on war or peace with the humans. What kind of music do they play? What? The band. No, it's a, not a band like that. Uh, but those are great. It's 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 a pretty sophisticated uh, political allegories and 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 it includes uh, apes uh, shooting machine guns. So I don't know how I haven't there seen these. There is Caesar. There's Andy Circus as Caesar. Wow, that looks a lot better than the Charlton Heston from the '60s version that <laughs> I don't I've know seen. When the oh, last they're time astonishing. Cinemaplex. The technologies have <laughs> increased quite a bit. Yeah, they don't just put people in ape suits, really bad ape suits, where their mouths don't move. Um. Okay. They're good. They're very good movies, though. Why would we end up with a planet of by and for the apes? Because uh, humans have destroyed themselves, or well, and they're the next smartest thing around. Well, if if the apes get a little smarter, mm. I mean, they could whoop the hell out of you in a fair they're fight. Physically yeah. stronger. They're physically stronger. Five hundred percent stronger. If if we're only four percent smarter than them, we're doomed. Oh. That's an interesting point. Uh, what what have we heard more than once that a ten pound monkey can defeat a two hundred pound man in a fight virtually every single time? Just because of their speed, their claws, their 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 slashing teeth, and the rest of it, that'd be a good radio um, 
like stunt or whatever. Right. You hire, you have a bunch of uh, like strong guys and see guy, if they we, could defeat. We have Sean fight a monkey. See if they, he could, could defeat a, a primate in a fight to the death. Could give the money to charity. Well, not necessarily to the death. That's a lot to ask. <laughs> I hope you give it to my surviving family members. <laughs> Uh, power's out for nearly a million Californians in the uh, the home of the most technologically advanced everything, California. Right. Where they brought you the internet and your iPhone and everything else. Right. They got no electricity because it's windy today. So um, My po- power's out and the highest wind speed predicted is 15 miles per hour in the next 48 hours. So the politics un- of that? Blanking believable. A little more of that coming up. Also... Did China manage to kick out some fans of an NBA game in the United States? It looks like they did. And now, come on, China! That's a little troubling. So we'll have the details of that story if you get next hour's uh, next hour of the Armstrong and Getty Show. And according to no less than the Washington Times, which is a serious news outlet, Democrats and their operatives sought foreign help for anti-Trump dirt. On a number of occasions during the 2016 election, and they reached out to Ukrainians. Hmm. So the idea that they asked uh, foreigners to interfere in our elections, it, it appears that everybody's doing it. This will absolutely impact the march toward impeachment. We'll get to that as well. Yeah, I hope it gets some air, that story, because a lot of stories don't. It won't get much. Uh, all in the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.